Good morning. Happy Monday to you. You know, one of my favorite passages in all of Scripture, literally in all of Scripture, is actually found in Psalm 119, verse 54. Let me read it to you. Your statutes have been my songs in the house of my sojourning. And uh, the idea of sojourning, the idea of being on a journey, being on a long trip, being uh, somebody who is um, maybe making his way toward home and that kind of a thing. Um, Abraham is spoken of as a sojourner in that he didn't really establish himself really in this world as much as he was looking for a city whose builder and maker is God and everything. And so the idea of making our way through this life, understanding that we're heading somewhere, um, and that's the idea of a sojourn. Well, what, what the psalmist is saying here, I was about to say David, we don't actually know if David wrote Psalm 119 or not because it doesn't actually say. And there have been some other suggestions. Uh, I think Warren Wiersbe thought maybe Jeremiah had written it. Uh, so there's a number of suggestions as to who may have actually written it. But whoever did, we know the Holy Spirit ultimately did. And so, uh, but the author, whoever he was, uh, said, you know, again, your statues have been my songs in the house of my sojourning. It's as if to say, your law, your word has been the soundtrack of my journey. And, uh, and, and I, I love that. I really love that, both as a worshiper and as a sojourner. You know, as believers, you and I are here. We live in this world, but we're not really of it anymore. You know, we understand and recognize that while we're living in this life, walking uh, in the footsteps of Christ, walking <clears throat> in the ways that he leads, walking with God, um, that we understand that this is a place that we're living now, but we're really looking forward to the day when we can be in his presence, when we can see him face to face in that. And so the idea that God's word would provide sort of a soundtrack for the journey between now and then uh, is really not just a beautiful uh, idea, which it is, but it's also a really important idea. Psalm 119 uh, of all the Psalms is actually somewhat unique, not only because it's the longest of all the Psalms, but the Psalm uh, is actually broken down out of its 176 verses. It's broken down into couplets, uh, into sections of eight couplets, uh, all divided uh, into these sections of eight passages. And each passage, each section, starts with a letter of the Hebrew alphabet. In other words, the idea is that it's an acrostic form. Uh, in how it's presented. And not only that, but the Psalms in general made up the hymn book of Israel, the Psalter, the song book of Israel. And so here in this Psalm 119, we see a, a passage here that while all of the scripture is intended to be uh, read and memorized and learned and lived out and everything, Psalm 119 seems to have sort of a special place in terms of its being used as a teaching psalm. The idea that each section is intended to sort of uh, be connected with a letter of the Hebrew alphabet in the, for the sake of being able to be memorized maybe a little bit more effectively or efficiently. And then on top of that, again, it is like all the Psalms intended to be, or it was written originally with the intent that it would be sung. Uh, there's a, a, a man named Andrew Fletcher uh, who once said, let me make the songs of a nation and I care not who makes its laws. The idea of the power of music and song to, um, to, to implant ideas in the minds of people and to affect lives and to ultimately even elicit behavior and such. Uh, he understood that. Well, you know, there's something to be said about the Psalms in that regard because they not only, uh, they're not separate from the law of God. Uh, you know, the people like David and others who wrote the Psalms, 
you know, they wrote the songs of the nation, but they weren't apart from the law. They actually were the law sung in many respects. And so it becomes this beautiful combination of, uh, of, of, of God's truth being communicated in a medium that would ultimately uh, uh, be an effective way to uh, plant the ideas in the minds of the reader, hearer, singer. Um, there's a, I teach, I mentioned before many times, I, I tutor a government class and we're going through the Constitution. Well, the preamble of the Constitution is obviously incredibly significant and it's also easy to memorize when you sing that little schoolhouse rock song in your head. It just, I tell the students to go listen to that 70s, classic quality 70s Saturday morning cartoon that basically teaches us the preamble and because when you can sing it in your head, you're more likely to remember it. And so the five principles that it talks about are easily remembered when sung. Well, you know, that same kind of a principle applies to so much of the music we listen to. As a matter of fact, uh, um, before COVID struck, we were able to go to a local nursing home on a regular basis every week, actually. And we would share a devotional from God's word, but we would also worship and we would always sing hymns because not just because they're about him, which is a great way to remember that, but also because all of the elderly folks there, all these sweet people that had come to uh, to out for the activity to hear this devotional and singing, um, they you know they might have a hard time remembering if I was even there the week before, but they remember every word of all the hymns that we sing. There's just something about the power of that music and the lyrics that they grew up listening to. It just so resides in their hearts and minds that they might be forgetting everything about their life, but boy, they, that music strikes in and they, they're just singing along. And it's really amazing and beautiful, but there's something to the power of, of music to communicate truth. Of course, music can be used to communicate lots of things that are very harmful. As a matter of fact, how many of us can remember a lot of songs we wish we didn't remember? But when it comes to um, um, the intent here of the Psalms, the idea was that these truths of God would just wash over the heart and mind as they'd be sung. They would find their place sort of uh, embedded into the, the, the memory and the psyche of the people so they could uh, recite passages from memory from singing them. And, and all these wonderful, beautiful truths of God uh, would just reside in their hearts again and minds in that um, through this medium. And so uh, when I think about your statutes have been my songs in the house of my pilgrimage, uh, in the house of my sojourning, that makes perfect sense to me. And it's a great encouragement for us uh, to to listen to, uh, boy, uh, th I'm not, this is not uh, an infomercial for anything in particular, but I, I can't help but think about, um, you know, when I first came to Christ, there was a, a body of music made by a group called Maranatha. Uh, it was a music publishing company. It was called Maranatha Music. And they had this series of, of recordings called uh, Praise, the Praise series. It was Praise 1 through, I think it ended up being 20-something, but 1 through 15 in particular, uh, 16 maybe, I think even, in particular, um, were just songs that uh, were really just like scripture put to music. And you could just sit and listen to these songs, and they were just sung, you know, by today's standards, you might listen to them and think, well, they're kind of outdated and all that kind of thing. But... Uh, I encourage you to you know pull up Spotify or iTunes or wherever you listen to your music, and uh, and just look Maranatha Praise series and just listen through one through sixteen and 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 all of the, some of these songs will not strike you as whatever, but after a while you start listening to these songs and hearing the scripture just put to music, 
Uh, it was such a refreshing thing for my soul. And a matter of fact, even yesterday on the way to church, I was listening to a mix I'd put together of so many of those songs, and it just put my heart in such a good place. Uh, as I just thought about the Word of God and the God of the Word, as I would just sing along with these songs, and so many passages come back to mind. You know, think about that. And imagine being in Israel at this time, kind of bringing it back to the passage. Uh, listen to some of these words, and, and I don't know what it sounded like for these things to have been sung, you know, for... Uh, in that time as the people would congregate in their various contexts, certainly in the temple area or in the various synagogues and years later. But listen to some of these words. Uh, blessed are those whose way is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord, and blessed are those who keep his testimonies, who seek them with their whole, with their whole hearts. My soul melts away for sorrow. Strengthen me according to your word. Think of the confidence and the, the, the compassion, the refreshment that comes from spending time in the Word of God in a time when your heart and your soul are falling apart under the, the, the weight of grief in that. With my whole heart I'll seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. Uh, think of Psalm uh, what 105. You know, we've sung it years ago. It was, a, it was a gigantic song in Christian music, but like so many, we're gonna owe a great debt to David and other psalmists for the songs we've written. But, you know, thy word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. You know, as you go through Psalm 119 and all the Psalms, we find here um, such a rich uh, expression of the human experience and connecting it to the faithfulness of God. Gosh, when you read through the Psalms and you, you hear moments where David is on the mountaintop just praising God for his faithfulness, you find him in the depths calling out to God in the recognition of his own sin. You uh, find him uh, calling down God's punishment upon the wicked and then you see him uh, rejoicing in God's faithfulness to deliver him from the hand of the enemy and such. Uh, there is so much there that we can relate to on such a human level. Uh, it's no wonder why the Psalms is probably the most uh, uh, the most time spent in among uh, people who uh, who follow the Lord and it's with good reason. And so as we read these words, as we let them soak into our hearts, and as we uh, allow the Holy Spirit to, 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 to implant these truths that we read from Scripture deep into our hearts, and, and even if you're able to find, again, so, some medium of music by which these songs are, these, these, these psalms are sung out, they've just become this, uh, this very special, personal, um, worshipful, connection to God and his word. And so your statutes have been my songs in the house of my sojourning. Um, one last thought on that section of eight scriptures. Uh, uh, Zahir, I think is how you pronounce the, the Hebrew letter that, uh, 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 or the Hebrew term that uh, begins that at the top there. Uh, the word means to remember. And the idea of remembering these truths, it's interesting that uh, in this particular group of eight passages, David, on a couple of occasions here in this brief section, mentions uh, how the enemy or those who are insolent, as he would say, uh, um, and those who would bring harm, uh, you know, really just grieve him in that. But yet he's, he's remembering God's faithfulness. And he, as he th sings God's word uh, as the soundtrack to his sojourn, um, he is just reminded of the things of God that lift him above the circumstances that he's experiencing, uh, whether it's David or whoever wrote these words. It's interesting if it was Jeremiah. You know, Jeremiah had a ministry of about 45 years that, um, uh, that, that he was a mouthpiece for God, but he, he found nothing but resistance through his whole ministry. 
And so to cling to um, these wonderful songs of the Word of God, uh, and then to actually write them down as a means to remind himself of God's faithfulness using the acrostic means to, by which he did it, um, it just lets us know that uh, if it were him or whatever, whoever wrote these words, it just shows us the importance of devoting ourselves to God's Word, to spending time in it. This is not a, a peripheral thing for a believer. Uh, a, a, a believer's spiritual food is the scripture. And so to digest it, to imbibe it, to uh, meditate on it, um, to, you know, like David would say in Psalm 1, you know, it's I'll meditate on the law of the Lord. I'll, I'll meditate on it day and night, you know. This is something that a believer rejoices in and rests in and, and gleans from and grows healthy and strong through. So let me just encourage you with that. Again, this was not a, a Bible study per se this morning, and and uh, but more of a devotional thought as I was just kind of spending my own time in that passage this morning. It just uh, thought it might be worth sharing a few thoughts on it. So, But let me encourage you to spend your time, uh, spend a good season daily in the Word of God just going through it chapter after chapter, verse after verse, just digesting that and allowing it to have its good work in your heart and in your mind. Father, we just want to draw close to you. And we thank you that your word gives us a, a pathway to do that. Uh, as we read your word, we learn about you. We learn about your goodness and your grace. We learn about your holiness, your righteousness, your mercy and compassion, uh, your unfailing, uh, never-changing love. Um, the, the, the ways you've demonstrated your love for us, of course, most of all in, in Christ, coming and taking our sins away, nailing them to the cross. Father, you tell us about the future and the hope that you have prepared for us. Uh, you remind us in so many ways, in so many places, how you are faithful to never leave nor forsake us, but to walk with us through this life. And even on top of that, you've given us your word as sort of the music that, uh, the, the bed of music that uh, can sort of continuously uh, uh, be the undercurrent of our of our journey to seeing you one day face to face. So, Father, help us to enjoy, dive into, meditate upon, digest, take in your word, and let it be something that we clamor for, something that we desire deeply. And, uh, Father, satisfy our longing souls with your word. And we thank you, Father, for giving it to us. And we just praise you and bless you. Uh, you are the God of truth. And you're, we thank you that as the God of truth, your words are true. And we can rest in them. Father, we thank you and praise you and bless you. In Jesus' name.